Well, welcome to the Fire Trainer Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Today, we'll be talking about writing articles for your blog. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Visit the website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by the ConcealedCarry.com Firearm Instructor Network. ConcealedCarry.com is always looking for quality firearm instructors across the country to join the network. As a network instructor, you can take advantage of ConcealedCarry.com's advertising platform to fill your classes. Visit class.concealedcarry.com and click on instructor to learn more and see if it would be a good fit for you. Again, visit class.concealedcarry.com for more information. Today, we're joined by Jackie Billings. Welcome, Jackie. Thanks for making time for us today. Come on the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, how are things going for you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Trying to survive this isolation thing, but uh, it hasn't changed my workflow too much, so it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, us instructors, uh, we're, I, I think it's affecting us uh, a little bit more than normal mm-hmm. because this being the spring, be the time we start getting out and teaching classes, but we can't be inside. We can't you know, be around too close to people, even outside, and that's where it's like, Okay, there's some outdoor ranges you can go to, but then you can't get within six feet of your students and different things like that uh, for social distancing. And that makes it very challenging being a yeah. firearm instructor. Yeah, um, it's definitely a challenge. <laughs> and that's where today's uh, kind of episode came from is, you know, while us instructors have time on our hands, maybe we should be, you know, doing something with all our knowledge and spreading it around there to the new gun owners. But before we jump into that, for our listeners who don't know who Jackie Billings is, can you give... Give us a little bit of your background, Jackie. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am a senior editor at guns.com. I've been with that specific publication for a little over five years now, but I've written for a bunch of other publications in the past to include Recoil, Shooting Shooting Sports USA, Concealed Carry Magazine, ConcealedCarry.com. Um, you know, I, I started as a newspaper reporter, so my roots are in journalism and I just managed to somehow find a way to marry my love for writing, uh, into my love of guns and, uh, firearms and kind of leveraging the two together to create this awesome career and, uh, in this amazing gun community that I adore. So I'm very lucky. <laughs> yeah. Being able to go along and write about guns constantly. I it's think awesome. that's a, that's a pretty cool job. Pretty cool. <laughs> Very good. Well, how did you make that transition from being a newspaper reporter into, you know, a senior editor at guns.com? It definitely wasn't the career path I thought I would be on when I graduated from college, for sure. Um, but right after I graduated, uh, around 2008 is when the economy really started to collapse, especially for the newspaper industry. So I was kind of at this point of deciding do I stick on the newspaper train and just like hope that I can survive as a reporter or do I make the jump to this new thing, this digital media blogs and um, uh, online resources. And I decided to kind of just take that leap and uh, started writing for a bunch of different uh, random publications, tech publications, because I'm a little bit of a nerd um, and just kind of here and there where I could. And simultaneously, I was getting really into guns. I got my first handgun, was getting really into concealed carry. 
um, taking classes. And I started to notice as I went to the range, more women were coming up and asking me questions about it because oftentimes I was the only woman there. And so that really pushed me to go on and get my certification through the NRA to become an instructor and start teaching basic handgun and concealed carry. And then about five years ago, it all kind of lined up and I saw that guns.com was looking for a freelance writer. And I applied and kind of the rest is history. I joined them and started writing for them and just worked my way through the ranks all the way up to a senior editor. Well, that is very, very cool. And that's the reason why we have you on today, because I think you can give uh, people some tips and tricks about that. Because I know even myself, um, you know, I've got my own website. I write articles, blog articles uh, from time to time on my my website as well as concealedcarry.com. And there's probably a lot of people out there that would be like, you know, how do I ever get started in doing something like that? You know, what does anybody want to hear from me? You know, my thoughts on different topics, but, but I think it's, that's where you've got, where people have got to go along and show a little humility to where we've got a lot of, a lot of valuable information from, you know, students that we interact with as well as, you know, just our take on how we approach training different people, which that's part of what this podcast is about is open, you know, open up doors and open our eyes to different ways of doing things. And the same thing with uh, blog articles. What do, what do you think about the blog articles that you read? Uh, well, I mean, I think the first step really is just do it. And that's my biggest inspiration I could pass on is just do it because I read blog articles, you know, for, they run the gamut. Um, everything from, you know, best dry fire drills so that I know what I should be practicing all the way to teaching techniques. Because, you know, if I'm working with a student, it's valuable for me to read what other instructors have to say about challenges they faced or ways that they've approached different problems. So we all have unique perspectives. We all, you know, uh, come from different backgrounds, work with different people. And so uh, I think it's really valuable for instructors to kind of help each other out by sharing their experiences on their blog so others can learn, you know, from it. Well, it's all, I think it's also one of those things in, in our, one of our earlier episodes, we had talked to Jacob Paulson from concealedcarry.com. Mm-hmm. And if you can go along and get those blog articles out there and they see more activity in your website, that also gives the search engines a higher ranking for what you're doing. So the more articles mm-hmm. you have, the more people read them, the more people read them, the higher you're going to get on the uh, search engines, which is also one of those benefits for going along and be, being a little bit of an extrovert and get out there and actually let people know what your thoughts are on different topics. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And really, even from a student perspective, I know when I'm looking for my next training class, I get on instructor's websites and I look and I see if they have a blog because you know, if they do, it also gives me, you know, information before I head into that class. A, what is their style? Am I going to kind of vibe with who they are as a person just by reading what they're saying? And also, do they seem knowledgeable? You know, there are plenty of blogs that I stumble upon that the person who is writing them may be the most excellent instructor. But if the blog is riddled with spelling and grammatical errors, I may be less inclined to take a class with them because I'm like, "Eh, maybe, you know, how much, you know, how much do they know? I don't know. It's, it seems kind of dicey here. Whereas, you know, if I go onto a blog and it's really well written and I can tell that the instructor has really taken the time to share their thoughts, that gets me excited and it makes me want to, Oh, Hey, I want to sign up for for this. I want to know more. I want to spend more time with this person. (laughs) So it's really valuable for instructors to take the time to just blog and, and, and share who they are with people. 
Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of variety that you can get out there. You were talking about dry fire. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, how many, you know, you got, we got pistol drills that we can go through. You talk about, you know, transition from pistols to, to carbines or, or shotguns, mm-hmm. or, you know, how do you do close quarter drills, all those types of things. Now, when you're reading these articles, do you think the instructors are going to lose students just because they went along and told people how to do a bunch of dry fire drills? No, not at all. And I think that's something that a lot of instructors are kind of fearful of with with the blogging uh, industry is they're afraid they're going to give away their their secret sauce, so to speak. And, you know, why am I going to give people information for free? I want them to pay to come to my classes or I want them to invest the time in me to, you know, come take these for me in person. Um, and I'm definitely not saying that you should share all of your secrets with with everybody for free. But you really want to draw people in. You want to get people uh, interested enough, give them just enough, just a little bit of that taste where they say, I want more. I want to be with this person for six hours or a two day course or a week course, depending on what you're doing. Um, Give them just a little bit of that nugget that gets them invested and gets them wanting more. Um, And don't be afraid to share that information because I think students really appreciate that when they see someone who's willing to share information, it makes them excited. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what you should be doing as an instructor is making people excited to come take your class. Because mm-hmm. yeah, let's face it, I can go along and, you know, write a thousand word blog. I can go along, put 10 pictures with that, but the, s- the student or the person reading is still probably going to be sitting there thinking, okay, am I holding it properly? Am I doing the technique properly? Mm-hmm. To where if they come to class, they not only will get that technique, but all the other techniques that that class would be about. And that's right. where you can really use it to go along and get people interested in your class and also establish yourself as an expert in that area because people can go along and look at other blogs and say, well, wait a minute, those other blogs didn't give me half the information this guy did. So, you know, if I'm looking at these two instructors, where am I going to go? I'm going to go to the one that gives me more information because I'm sure if they give me more on the blog, they'll give me even more when I'm there in person. Absolutely. And even from a journalism perspective, you know, there are times when I'm writing articles and um, even though I teach concealed carry, I don't teach rifles. I don't teach, you know, hunting safety courses or anything like that. And there are times when I, as a journalist, need an expert for my article. And if I'm going to the blogs and I'm seeing someone who's very well-spoken or who is, you know, writing a really good blog, that's who I'm going to reach out to. And that's who I'm going to put in my article, which then has, you know, uh, almost 2 million eyes coming onto it. Um, and that's just good business. I mean, that's just exposure is, is great. Free exposure is great. Mm-hmm. So really establishing yourself as that expert is good all around, both in getting students in and getting other people uh, within the industry to look at what you're doing and recognize you as that expert. Yeah, most definitely. What do you see as far as the variety of articles that are out there? Do you, do you see a need for one specific one or, or you know, a great variety? I think it's great to have a variety. Again, everybody has uh, such differing perspectives. You know, I come at concealed carry from a woman's point of view, um, you know, and and that's kind of where I always, you know, angle myself is how do I, how do I help what I call target moms? You know, moms like me who just like to go to target and want to keep their kids safe. Um, But then there's also the the military guys who come in it uh, from the tactical perspective. So, you know, I don't think anybody should ever limit themselves, um, you know, in saying, well, I don't have military experience or, you know, I haven't been 
doing this for long. That's fine. You know, it's great to have that variety because I can guarantee you there are going to be students on every level. There's going to be new students who are interested in your journey doing something new because they're doing something new and it feels like a shared experience. There are going to be students who want somebody who has that, you know, prior military LE experience and you sharing that helps them understand it. Um, so it variety Variety is wonderful. And I think, you know, you should never be intimidated to share what you know with people um, or limit yourself in that manner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As long as it's not unsafe, it's right. good to share with yes. them. And that's where, you know, as a firearm community, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before. We've got firearms, but we've also mm -hmm. got, you know, unarmed uh, self-defense, you know, mm -hmm. awareness, you know, cr crime awareness. But then you also have the, you know, tactical medicine. How do you go mm -hmm. along and take care of certain things? And obviously, you're not going to write a, a blog article to make somebody into a paramedic. Right. But you can you go along and tell people enough information how they can stop stop somebody from bleeding? So if they are out in the woods someplace or they get in a violent encounter, they can save themselves a little bit. And even there, we've all been in those classes to where, okay, I can read about it. I can mm -hmm. look at it. I can watch a few videos about it. But when you actually get put into like a TCCC class, all of a sudden, guess what? Boom. You know, the lights go off and it's like, wow. And, you know, that was really intense going along, ha having a stopwatch put to me and having to know how to put things together properly and having that like, mistake to where like, oh, that person would have died because okay. I didn't put the tourniquet on up high, uh, far enough or not tight enough. Or, you know, I was going along and didn't watch what was going on around me. So somebody was able to come up and sneak up behind me in, in a you know tactical situation to where it's like, wow, there's a lot, lot more than just the blog article that I had to worry about when I'm going through that training class. Right. And, you know, the blog is just, like I said, that peak, it's just that opportunity for someone to kind of dip their toes in and decide, is this a topic I want to pursue further? And so you know, that's why I think the blog thing is great for instructors because it allows you to give that kind of macro view of a topic and then encourage people to come take your class where they get put to the test and they really get to see, do their skills measure up? And, you know, you can help them along the way in, in reaching whatever goals they want. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. Do you have any suggestions for our listeners out there when it comes to the length of what a blog article should be? I mean, obviously, we don't want to write a book, you know, right. where somebody's you know going to have be ten thousand words and people are never going to listen to it. But do you have any suggestions on what length would be about? Yeah, absolutely. So the thing with readers, modern day readers today, is that the attention span is very short. So the shorter the article, the better. Now you don't want to go too short because then you're just kind of getting into social media territory. Usually um, anywhere from about 300 words to a thousand is good. Um, you really don't want to go too much over a thousand because then it gets really lengthy and people will just stop scrolling. Um, really, I find that sweet spot to be somewhere around 500. That's a good middle ground. Um, and that seems to be about the attention span that people can can adhere to. The other big thing when you're writing blog blogs is don't get so caught up in the words that you forget that we are also a very visually based society. So throw in a couple of interesting pictures. You know, if you're talking about dry fire drills, throw in a picture of you holding a cert pistol um, and showing off a grip or showing off. Um, a technique or whatever you're working on because that kind of draws the eye in and that encourages people to keep reading because they want to see what that next picture is. So do a good balance of a copy, you know, words 
and imagery. Yeah, I think one thing find even with like the podcast that we have here is if you're doing that before class, make sure you note when the class is going to be because podcasts, blog articles are going to be around for hopefully years to come. And you don't want people to be sitting there I'm scrolling all over your website and can't find it. Well, that was from 2016 when I wrote that article. And that's the reason why it's no longer on the website. Right. Now here, you know, four years later. Right. Uh, what's your suggestion when it comes to uh, frequency? I mean, obviously, you're on a you're in a paid publication. You're coming out with you know articles all the time at guns.com. But when it comes to blogs, what what's your suggestion? I think the best thing to do is to find a pace that works for you. Because I think what happens a lot of time with new writers is you put unrealistic expectations on yourself and you say, I need to write every day and then you miss a day and then you feel like you're behind and then you get overwhelmed and then you just kind of drop it because this is way too much and I can't handle it. Um, so find a pace that works with you and your schedule. Ideally, I would say once a week is really good. You want something that's new. You want to keep people coming to your site regularly and building up that frequency. But let's be real. We all have lives. We all have families. Sometimes, uh, once a week is just not enough. I would say at the bare minimum, once a month and really set a day, like your pu publishing day, like I'm going to publish on the first of the month. That way that encourages people to check back and they know a schedule. Like they, they get used to that and they're familiar with that. And that will kind of train them in a way to come back on that day and read. Um, so consistency is really, really what's more important than probably quantity, just getting a good pace, getting a good consistency with what you are able to do and just being really realistic with yourself as to, you know, how long does it take me to write an article and how much time am I really willing to dedicate to this? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things where I would suggest, you know, have a good friend. If you don't have an editor that you can take and uh, send it to, have a good friend who can that is knowledgeable um, or at least knowledgeable in English to be able to go along, look through it, and make sure it all makes sense. Because keep in mind that if you're an instructor, we know all the technical terms between clips and magazines, different things like that. But who are the, who are the audience that we're shooting for? Right. Or aiming for in the blog. And if, and if you're shooting too high and you're using all these technical terms and somebody looks at it like, I have no idea you know, what a striker fire is versus a regular um, firing pin type. And you're describing this. Well, maybe you need to go along and decompose that article into a couple different articles. Here's part one and where we're mm -hmm. talking about the mechanism. Here's part two, how, how it functions. And part three, we're going to put it all together and show you how the gun fires, you know, uh, something along those yeah. lines. Absolutely. I mean, the first step you really want to do anytime you're writing for a publication or writing a blog um, or writing for your website is know your audience. Who, who am I writing to? If you're writing for those super technical people who want to know, you know, the exact grain amount of the specific bullet then, um, or this round, then yeah, rock on. Like that's who you want to do the get technical, but you're going to lose all of the people who are just kind of new or average gun people because they're not going to get in the weeds like that. So kind of decide ahead of time, who is this for? And then, yeah, have somebody find your English nerdy friends that you had back in high school and college, uh, find those people and send it to them. Cause even as an, an editor, I send my stuff to another editor because there are lots of times when I know in my brain what I mean, but when it comes out, I'm either typing faster than my brain and I miss words or it doesn't make sense to somebody else. So having somebody who can look at it and say, 
I don't understand what this means. What were you trying to say is really helpful and really helps polish your, your piece, your article, and makes it even better. Uh, and it makes it easier for people who come later to read it, your readers. It helps them um, understand it and make sure that everybody's kind of on the same page. Do you have a good, I'll call it formula, when it comes to writing an article? I mean, we got a beginning, middle, and end, but you know, what should, how, how should those be structured? So I'm a reporter, so I go off AP style. Um, mm -hmm. I live and die by the AP style book. Um, if you follow me on Facebook, you'll hear me complain about every time they make a change um, about it. But um, so I follow their, their standard, which is what's called inverted pyramid style. So what you want in what we call the lead, which is like your first couple sentences, is your most important information. Because again, people have very short attention spans, so you have a very short amount of time to drag them into the rest of your article. So give them, you know, your synopsis of what the article is going to be about and the important tidbits kind of first. Give them a little teaser. And then your middle portion should be kind of your meat and your potatoes. You know, that's where you can get a little bit in the weeds with stuff. Um, you can explore ideas and explore topics. And then at the end, tie it up in a nice bow. You know, that's a good place to kind of do a loose summary of what you've discussed, encourage them uh, to look further by taking your class or look at other articles you've written. It's a really good place to put your call to action and encourage them to, you know, invest further in you as an instructor, be it stay on my website and look at what I'm doing or, hey, come take a class with me. And that seems to be about the best structure. People are very familiar with that kind of style. And it gives them, again, people like that consistency. They like to know what's coming and it kind of gives them that familiar feel. Um, and it's the most, you know, easy to read and understand. Mm -hmm. And one thing I'll throw out there from my experience is if you're using a site such as WordPress for your blog, um, it also gives you a great, great ability to go along and hyperlink specific mm -hmm. terms back to other articles so you can actually go along and say here's my article on this uh, on the new Glock 48 when you're talking in a different article and they can click on it and go back there which then again keeps them on your website that much longer and then within all those different articles they have them keep bouncing around to where they're like I've sat a half an hour here reading five different articles and, you know I'm going to click on this see when their next class is and again that's where whole purpose behind having a website writing articles is to go along with the information out there, but then ultimately to encourage them to take some of our classes. Absolutely. And that's why it's really important to, you know, make sure you have some good foundational articles that you can constantly link back to. Um, you know, sometimes it can feel a little bit like, why am I writing? What's the difference between a semi-auto and a revolver? Um, you know, cause you're like, Oh, I already know that. Why should I write about that? But if that's a really good foundational article, cause anytime you mention a revolver or anytime you mention semi-automatic pistol, you can link that and take people back. And that's what you're trying to build is, is that relationship with that reader and make them feel like, Hey, this person really knows what they're talking about. And again, the more time they spend on your site, the more time they're going to be willing to spend with you in person because they're, you're allowing them to kind of get to know you. And, you know, ultimately the goal is for them to say, Hey, I want to spend eight hours with this person taking and, classes. And it, if you put a, put time in on those foundation articles, you can have the videos, you can have the pictures, you can have all these, these different polishing points to where that other article may not have quite as much, um, visual, uh, 
visual candy to it, but that, those first foundational articles, guess what? You can go back and see a, a complete schematic on how a revolver or semi-automatic works. So as right. you're talking about striker fire, you know, like Glock 48, like I said, all of a sudden they can link back and forth and you've, you've got the ability to, to use that in other articles. That, that is a great, great um, suggestion there. Yeah, I mean, I have an article right now that has really been eight. It was eight a affordable ARs. I wrote that like last year, but right now, because of what's going on, it's gotten traction again. Um, and we dropped other links in there. People are clicking on that. It's taking people, you know, through our website. So just it, it, sometimes it comes out in an unexpected way, and you may be looking at this as this is just kind of a boring article, or this is just kind of a throwaway article and you you never know the kind of life or the kind of legs it will have down the road for for you mm-hmm. um so really you know putting as much time and energy into those foundational articles as you do the stuff that really interests you is important in building your credibility yep and if you go and get a wordpress site set up for your blog you can also go along and have people leave comments to it mm-hmm. and you can also go along and have people link to your articles which is a great right. you know flattering to where somebody else is referencing your article on this topic going along saying yeah here's a great article on you know dry fire or striker fire you know what whatever the topic is and then you're they're driving traffic to you and hopefully that will bring you you know some additional people that may weren't aware of your your writings and your and your teachings too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the share share button is a great button on Facebook. Um, and you can find, you know, you, I, I get led to blogs through that a lot of times as do, do many people. So again, you never know the kind of legs the article is going to have. Um, so making sure you do choose a platform where it can share to Facebook and you can link to other things is really important too. And w- one way to get a little traction on it on your own, if you've got, you know, particular uh, Facebook groups that you belong to or something else like that. And then the article is relevant to that group. Share mm-hmm. it with it. Um, I would discourage people from blasting it to every, every group they belong to on Facebook because then right. it becomes a whole lot of noise, but you've got, you know, instructor groups, you know, we talk about mm-hmm. USCCA instructor groups, NRA instructor groups, professional instructor groups. Those would be great to go along, share some of these, you know, training tips because, Let's face it, even instructors need to be reminded, and sometimes instructors are looking for that additional training. If you can go become an expert when it comes to, okay, here's dry fire exercises, and people are like, wow, I never thought about it, doing it their way, maybe we'll get a few instructors coming to your classes too, even for something as quote-unquote mundane as is you know dry firing, but people want to know more information about your way of doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as instructors, we're also students, I think, always. 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 um, Always opportunities. Yeah. Which is a great lead into our last question. Jackie, been asking all our guests this year, what are the books that you're reading these days? So I'm kind of bouncing between two because I'm a multitasker. Um, I just started The Gift of Fear. Um, It was recommended to me. Excellent. Um, I'm super stoked to be reading it finally. Does that make the hair on the back of your neck stand up as they're talking about the, the lady that uh, in the beginning of the book? Yes. Yeah, yes. That, that's, that's, that's kind of scary. Even, even for a guy like me, yeah, yeah, I was sitting there thinking like, yeah, I'm not going to be, I'm going to watch it anytime somebody's just a little too, uh, too willing to help me for anything. Yes. Yes. So that's a good one that I'm reading right now. And I'm also reading editing for the newsroom um, just to kind of help, you know, brush up on those editing skills and making sure that I'm constantly, um, you know, grooming, grooming what I'm doing, making sure that I'm the best editor I can be for uh, the freelancers that work underneath me. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's really great. And as we tell our all our instructors, and you led right into it with, you know, we're always students. And we've always been thinking about, okay, 20 years ago, we would never, never have been talking about blocks. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago, it would have been like, yeah, you know, there's some fringe people that are doing it. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? Blogs are everywhere today. Yep. And, you know, that's that's where why we're talking about it on this podcast, because it really is something we should be aware of. We should be taking advantage of because it'll help draw in students. It'll help build our credibility. And we could either spend a whole lot of money on advertising or we can go along and build our credibility by write, writing some things, which is a lot more cost effective for it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Jackie, where can instructors find more information about you and the work that you're, you're doing? Uh, well, if you want to keep up on my articles, the best place is guns.com. I publish, uh, I write every day. Sometimes uh, they come out sporadically, but I'm always kind of lurking about there. Um, I've got my hand in pretty much every article uh, in some way or another. So guns.com is a great place. I'm also, I do video reviews for our YouTube channel, so you can scroll through some of those as well. On social media, you can find me on Instagram uh, at microjackie, that's J-A-C-K-I, just an I, no E. Um, and that's probably about the best place to connect with me on uh, on social media. Great. And I will have those in our show notes as always, so people can go along and find that if they want to reach out and uh, talk to you a little bit about writing things. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always, oh, I guess I should also mention, you can always email me to Jackie at guns.com. Um, I'm always willing to help people. Uh, if you have questions, um, I'm here. That's what I do. I like sharing information. So Great. Well, thank you again. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. And we have a few requests. Like and rate our podcast. Check out the other concealedcarry.com network podcasts also. Share this episode using that share button on Facebook and encourage others to listen, sub- sub- subscribe. If you have ideas for episodes, questions, or feedback, email us at ftp at concealedcarry.com. Visit our sponsors, especially the Firearm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Get out, try your hand at writing, and stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.